Welcome to the Inner Power Podcast with your host, Andy Rivera. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Power Podcast. Today, we are here with Jasmina. Jasmina is a women's empowerment coach who helps women, especially in their early career development. So Jasmina, I'm actually really excited to have you on because you're such an interesting and powerful woman. Apart from being a life coach, you have also lived in six countries, if I'm not mistaken. You speak yeah. multiple languages. Um, you currently work at the UN. So a lot of things going on. Really excited for people to get to know you a little bit. Um, and thank you so much for being on the Inner Power podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. Okay, so Jasmina, for the people that don't know you, give us a little bit of background. Yeah, sure. So my name is Yasmina, and I'm originally from Morocco, but I always say that I'm a global citizen, considering I've lived in six different countries so far and uh, speak many different languages. I love interacting with different cultures. Um, I'm currently uh, working at UNDP, which is the United Nations Development Program, and that's the reason why I moved to New York five months ago now, and I'm loving it. And on the side, I'm also the founder of Politics for Her, which is a youth-led uh, feminist movement and blog where we encourage inclusive uh, participation of young women and girls in politics. And I also do uh, women empowerment coaching with the young women from all over the world, especially that are interested in fields related to uh, international relations, international development, human rights, and so on and so forth. I offer either an early career track or personal development, so helping them figure out their purpose, their mission, setting their goals, and just like developing this positive leadership mindset to realize that everything that they need is already within themselves and that they just need to believe in themselves to accomplish whatever they want to accomplish in life. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. So nice. Definitely. And I fully agree with what you said. Um, I feel like a lot of women, sometimes we get in our own ways and because of our own personal limitations within our mindset, uh, we sometimes can't break through certain barriers. And we think that uh, the answers are externally, they're in the external world, when really, sometimes what we need to do is like a big internal shift in order to be able to break through those barriers and achieve our goals. So what are some of the biggest blocks that you've seen um, with the women that you've been able to coach and help? Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say that they don't realize the potential that they have. A lot of them, for example, I'd ask them, so what are your skills, whether soft or hard through their resume or by just interacting with them? And I, I would tell them that you're an amazing communicator. You're very good at public speaking. You're really good at that. And they don't even realize that there's a lot of unconscious bias Um around us, but also within us. And unfortunately, women have been taught to doubt themselves too much, to stay quiet, not to raise their voices, or, or also the way that women will talk about themselves. They would always try to make it sound as literal as possible. So for example, I think that I am kind of a good listener. And I would tell them, no, you are an amazing listener. You have to be more confident in whatever, how you talk about yourself. I believe that self-talk is 
extremely important and valuable in every aspect of life. So I would definitely say that the way that they perceive themselves, but also present themselves, market themselves is uh, the biggest challenge uh, whenever I'm coaching young women. Mm. And when it comes to that confidence element, I feel like that is such a crucial part of of the puzzle, right? So what is some advice that you would give women who are kind of struggling in that area and want to build that confidence and show up uh, with more strength, with more leadership? Yeah, most definitely. I always say that positive affirmations are something that help a lot, which is also something that I've included in my daily routine in the morning. Same, same here. I love affirmations. (laughs) I tell them, like, you have to do these positive affirmations because it's completely human and normal to doubt yourself, but women doubt themselves even more. So you have to be your own cheerleader. You have to be the one that hype up yourself the most. So positive affirmations are going to help you, whether you want to work on a specific area of your life or whether you want to attract something in your life. It's a form of manifestation. I also tell them, look at yourself in the mirror and just say kind things to yourself. Point I point out all of the nice things that you love about yourself instead of focusing on what you don't have yet or what you want focus on what you've accomplished and what you already have it's all about creating this mindset of uh, hyping yourself up but also being grateful for all of the little things and I always tell them instead of looking at where you want to be enjoy where you are right now and remember everything you've accomplished and that's why I'm here to remind you of that because if you cannot see it yourself then I will see it and I will let you know about it you know Yeah, that's why coaching is actually so important because coaches offer a different and a fresh perspective. So sometimes, like I said previously, we kind of we're too stuck in our own ways to see the things that are right in front of us. And sometimes it takes someone like a coach or a mentor to highlight that greatness within you and for you to be like, oh, wow, you know, I am just amazing in this area and I do have these skills and these capabilities. So, I mean, like you were talking about affirmations. I personally love affirmations and I like to have different affirmations for different areas of my life. So whether it's career, whether it's uh, health, relationship, money, you know, whatever it may be. What are some of your favorite affirmations that you like to include in your daily practice? I definitely love when it comes to love. So whether self-love or attracting love in your life, not necessarily romantic love, but just like love. I also love money affirmation because I used to not care about money and wealth or, you know, abundance. And since I shifted this mindset, great things started coming to me. Like listening to money affirmations in the morning and then walking on the streets and finding couple of dollars things like that little signs from the universe so I started to implement a lot of that I also love uh, health affirmations when it comes to you know being healthy and reminding myself that I'm grateful just to be alive and healthy and be breathing and not having any difficulties because when I was 14 I had the kidney failure and from one day to the other I was in the hospital for almost a year and I feel that health is something that a lot of people take for granted and don't realize that from one day to the other your entire life can drastically change so that's also something very important for me love money health it's it's those three areas that I really like to focus on 
I do. I have like a, probably at this point, hundreds of affirmations that I've used throughout the years. And I like to not only say them out loud, but I also like to journal them. I feel like that's a really awesome exercise. And when it comes to money, um, there's this really simple affirmation. I am a money magnet is a big one. I am aligned with the energy of abundance. That's another one. Um, when it comes, when it came to entrepreneurship, I knew that being self-employed and having my own business was a really big thing. And in the beginning, like I was really good at being a corporate employee. That's what I was my whole life. And that's what my mom is. That's what my dad is. But no one in my family is an entrepreneur. It's a totally different mindset, totally different set of skills. And so I had to make that shift. And I use affirmations to help me do that. And I would tell myself things like, my service is a gift to the world and I feel compelled to share it. So that's like, yeah, I know, like just really inspiring things that I knew would little by little create a shift in my internal being and would reflect in, of course, my outwardly experiences. So affirmations are really cool. What are some other ways that you feel women can step into their own power because you and I were having this discussion and I know that you're really big when it comes to gender equality and you're a huge advocate for women's rights. There still is a lot of inequality for sure. And it's still a man's world. It's still kind of tricky being a woman in so many ways. So what are some other tips that you would give women who maybe don't feel like they're in their power in this moment? So something else that helped me and helps all the women that I coach to is to set goals. So goal setting is everything, short-term, mid-term, long-term goals. And whenever you accomplish those goals, even like in the short term, even like weekly goals, daily goals, then you should always celebrate and be proud of yourself because that means that you're capable. I also tell uh, my clients that if you were not able to accomplish X, Y, or Z goal, don't be too hard on yourself. You have to be compassionate and loving towards your own self. So if you couldn't accomplish this goal, you're just going to reschedule it for the next day or for the next week. But of course, you want to hold yourself accountable and be um, able to set goals and accomplish them. That's super important as well. But if it's not possible, then don't be too hard on yourself. So goal setting, being able to set these goals and then accomplish them it just shows that you are capable and that you can do anything that you put your mind into as long as you also align your mindset with your actions so having a positive mindset being a go-getter and you know like dreaming big having this vision uh, something else that I tell them is to set a vision board with everything that they can possibly dream of without any limitations, because that's also what's going to give you the motivation to wake up every single day. And there's something different between motivation and discipline. Motivation, someday it can fade away, whereas discipline is just you're going to make it happen no matter what you're going through. So I tell them if you were just like able to pick up yourself from bed and like take a shower, like uh, accomplish some of your uh, morning routine um, tasks, that's already a big win. So, yeah, I just think that being able to accomplish your goals and uh, also having this set routine, having a vision is already so much, is already so much to be proud of and uh, to give you this fuel to advance wherever you want to go uh, to next. 
Definitely. And discipline is such a key element um, because discipline is usually tied to action. And sometimes I know that I've been guilty of maybe working on mindset a little too much and not taking action. Like, you know, sometimes like we get caught up in the planning and just like getting ready to take action, but we're so stuck in the getting ready phase that we never actually take the leap. And so that's where discipline comes in. Discipline uh, provides a skeleton for you to take daily consistent action. That doesn't have to be huge leaps, but they're consistent steps in the direction of your dreams. And it actually creates like a compound interest. So as you continue taking these steps with discipline and with integrity and um, with resilience, you eventually do make those big supposedly unachievable goals. And of course, as you change your mindset, you're going to notice that you're going to start getting into the frequency of the things that you're trying to call into your life. And in doing so, a lot of doors are going to start opening. So as you work on yourself and your own projects, you're going to notice that opportunities are going to start showing up into your life in really awesome and synchronized ways. Have you ever experienced something like that? Because you mentioned earlier uh, manifestation and, you know, just like, you know, getting in the energy of like abundance and wealth and all of a sudden just like finding money on the street. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, you know, something that you mentioned and that is key in everything that you uh, want to accomplish in life is consistency. If you are not consistent, if you're not focused on the actions and you rather focus on the results, which is an issue that a lot of us have, then it's not going to happen because a lot of people ask me, okay, how do you manifest? When is it going to happen? Uh, what day, how, ma- how much time does it take? And I, and I tell, tell them, it's, there's no time frame. You just have to trust the universe. And it's the same thing when you're working on yourself or learning a new skill or doing something new. You have to focus on the actions, on the day-to-day practice. Because if you fo- focus on the results, you're going to get frustrated. You cannot become the greatest. For example, uh, when the pandemic hit, I got a ukulele. And it was I, I never played before, but I wanted to learn. But of course, I was not going to be able to play a song and sing at the same time within the first day. So I was just being very patient and dedicating three, four hours a day to practicing so that eventually now a year forward, I know how to play and sing at the same time. And that's all it's about in life. It's about consistency, but also patience and trusting that you will get where you need to get or where you will get and trusting the universe and it's the same thing with also wealth or abundance when you you think about manifesting you just put it out there and then you forget about it because if you focus on it too much it's not going to come to you it has to you know it's 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 hard to find this balance where okay i'm working hard to be the best version of myself every single day and putting it into tangible actions but yet you want to see results because it's human nature you get impatient and you want to become the best already but it's just about you know enjoying the journey and enjoying every single day and every single uh, action that you take uh, to get closer to the result the end goal yes it is definitely um a really interesting balance where you are taking action, but you're also allowing. Because sometimes, like you said, when you try to force things and you just become too obsessed with it, sometimes just 
stuff doesn't work. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you just get end up getting in your own way. So it is important to take that aligned action, but also to just allow things to unfold in a really organic and amazing, beautiful way, which can happen and does happen for anyone that's listening to this and doubting themselves. When you finally experience that state of alignment where your work matches up to like the physical experiences and you really feel like the universe is supporting, it feels so good. It feels so amazing to fall into like that synchronicity. So Jasmina, like you mentioned earlier, you focus on helping women, especially in the early phases of their careers. And I know that there's a lot of women that are either trying to launch their careers or are currently in a career change, which is very similar. You know, you, if you're changing from one niche to another, um, there's a lot of things that you need to do and learn along the way. So what are some of the most important steps that women need to take and things that they need to prepare in order to make either a career change or to get launched in like, you know, the career of their dreams? Of course. Um, I think that getting mentorship is obviously the first step. It's very important to learn from people within the field that we are working in or that we want to work in. So learn from them, ask a lot of questions, having a great student mentality, ask questions, but just like to not just to get the information, but also to apply. And networking is everything. I always say that networking will open doors that degrees or experience won't open for you. And, you know, it's also something that women do not necessarily have this mindset where they're going to go and ask questions and get the answers and apply and network and ask people around because they are taught domesticated to, to think in a way where, they have to be quiet and stay in their place and, you know, like not, not ask for too much, not disturb others. So I always say you have to take advantage of learning from other people. A lot of young women tell me, you inspire me so much. I want to be like you. And I tell them, no, I want you to be better than me because I want you to learn from my mistakes. And that's why I also offer 15 minutes free one-on-one sessions for people that cannot necessarily get the program or they're not, not necessarily interested in it because I want to be able to give my time and my humble experience to younger people so that they can learn from now on and get the tips that I didn't get because I honestly had to learn a lot on my own and be I had to be a go-getter coming especially from a country in northern Africa where there are even more challenges for young women uh, and getting here and having to build myself from scratch and learning the hard way because I had to go through a lot of harsh experiences. So I think that getting mentors in many different aspects in many different fields or, you know, different also ages, you can always learn from valuable experiences from others. I think it's the best form of education uh, as well as networking and reaching out to others. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Don't be afraid to ask questions. What's the worst thing you're going to get a no or no answer? And that's okay. You have to keep on going. And that's kind of what we call the law of averages. The more you repeat in actions, the more you get results. And it's the same thing when reaching out to people. Because a lot of 
um, us are can get discouraged. Oh, I didn't get an answer. It's okay. Just keep on going. Same thing when you apply to a job. You're going to apply and apply and apply. You're going to get no's, no's, no's. Eventually, you get a yes. And every no brings you closer to a yes. So get excited about that, too. So, of course, you, you grew up in Morocco and you've had so many experiences throughout your life. In your personal journey, what is one big lesson that you learned that you feel most people should know as well that would help them on their own journey? I think that who you surround yourself with determines your success in life is for sure one of the biggest lessons that I learned. For far too long, I would try to understand people's behaviors or actions and you know it's a good thing to be forgiving it's a good thing to be compassionate but at some point you really need to surround yourself with like-minded individuals that are going to lift you up and push you further so don't be afraid to cut off people from your life even if some of them are your family or your um, childhood friends if they're not bringing any positive value if they're not lifting you up you don't need that you don't need that in your life Uh, it's just going to slow you down it's just gonna bring you down and um it's not even about being cold-hearted or anything like that you can be forgiving but not let these people in your life anymore not let them being part of your daily life because that's not gonna bring anything good to you and you cannot save people for far too long also as women we're often seen as you know caregivers as taking care of others And we have kind of this savior complex where we want to save people and take care of them and help them. But you cannot save anyone but yourself. You cannot change people. And I let so many people take advantage of me and my vulnerability, but also being naive and believing that people would eventually change. But it didn't bring anything good but pain and tears and you don't want to cry you don't want to have puffy eyes you don't want that in your life so yeah be forgiving but be very mindful about who you let let access to your energy and to your life because you really want to surround yourself with people that are only going to bring the best in you yeah Mm, I'm so glad that you brought the savior complex because that is something that a lot of women struggle with men as well but I think especially women because we are those caregivers we are you know that uh, a lot of times like the head of our own families Mm -hmm. and especially women that actually I've noticed women that have a very religious background happen to have the savior complex a lot more um, noted I know that I had it and we have to find that balance where we do help others but Mm -hmm we don't let them suck our energy dry because energy management is just as important as time management. And I would say it's even more important sometimes. So when we are um, taking back control of our own lives, we have to take into account what things fuel me and what things drain me the most. And sometimes the relationships that we have are actually detrimental to our well-being and it's really difficult for especially for women like us jasmina because we're coaches like it's in our nature to want to help like that's you know even i don't even know how to explain like you know we want to coach everybody into the best version of themselves it's within our nature and so 
it's tricky finding that balance where you're able to help people, but still not get taken advantage of. And I think it all comes down to boundaries. I think Mm -hmm. it comes down to understanding yourself and um, setting really healthy and very strict boundaries with yourself and communicating it with the people around you. Because I've also noticed that a mistake that we often make is that when we try to change our lives and we try to establish these boundaries, we don't communicate them with the people that are sucking up our energy. Mm-hmm. And and then we just get resentful and then we get angry. So by establishing healthy boundaries and also communicating it with them, it's a great way to like extend a new invitation to these people. Like, hey, listen, these are some changes that I'm making in my life. And, you know, if you want to be part of my life, this is this is how it's going to go. Um, But if you do feel like people are still overstepping those boundaries, then you definitely need to enforce them and you need to take a step back. Even if you love these people, you can do it in a very loving way. And I know it's really hard, but I fully, fully agree with you. Um, Taking into accountability the relationships that we have in our life is huge. Um, What are some ways that you've been able to build new relationships in your journey that do align with the things that you're looking to achieve in your life? Yeah, I absolutely love that question because I'm still on a learning journey myself. I'm still learning. But you mentioned something that I think is crucial, which are boundaries. And you need to put those boundaries for yourself, not even for others or about relationship with others. I'm a very social person. I'm a social butterfly, uh, as I like to say. I, <laughs> I, I talk to everyone. I make friends with everyone. But now the difference is that I know who's going to be my buddy, who's going to be my friend, who's going to be like my sister or my brother, like my super close friends. I learned how to make the difference because before I would just like put everybody and call everybody my friend. Now there's acquaintances, colleagues, friends, family. Mm-hmm. How to make that difference. Something else is that as soon as I see a red flag, as soon as I don't feel valued, as soon as I feel disrespected, as soon as I don't like the way that people treat me or talk to me, I'm going to put the boundaries by communicating. You also mentioned communication, communicating that I don't appreciate the person's tones or action because I can still give them the benefit of the doubt. But then if I see no changes, I'm just going to take a step back and you won't hear from me anymore. I really just want to surround myself with people that have big goals and ambition in life and that want to do good and become a better version of themselves because I can learn from them. They can learn from me. It's a two-way flow relationship. And that's something that I'm very glad about New York is that there are a lot of people that have this mindset, this growth mindset. Absolutely. Yes. Because before when I was living in Miami, it was not really the case. People were very stuck in this superficial world where, uh, you know, they just want to have fun and party, which which there's nothing wrong with that. I also love partying, but I believe that you can do those things, but at the same time have goals, have vision, and want to contribute to making a great change in the world. And those are the people that I want to surround myself with, that are willing to contribute to making a change, and that are also going through this learning journey where every single day they're working on themselves and also working on 
you know, learning about all of these experiences that life throws at us. I love that. And that's actually the reason why I moved to New York is because of the energy of this city. A lot of people here are on that vibe. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. want to grow their careers. They have big goals, big ambitions. And it's so cool because in the city, there's a lot of people that are willing to help and like either be your mentor, your accountability buddy, you know, whatever it may be. And when I first moved here, of course, like I didn't have any friends. I was, you know, my whole family's in Puerto Rico. So I had to figure things out as well. And what really helped me is looking for specific networking opportunities and networking events with people who I knew were like-minded and were aligned with the goals that I wanted to achieve. So in that moment, I still had a job. And but I knew that eventually I wanted to do coaching full time and I wanted to, you know, run my own business. So I started going to a ton of business events, like a ton, like at least once a week. And I started connecting with these amazing, inspiring people that just by being next to them, I just got in that frequency and just listening to their stories really empowered me and opened up my eyes to a broader perspective of the things that I could achieve in life. And I think that's what happens when you surround yourself with positive people who also want to achieve greatness. Mm-hmm. You get inspired and you see new possibilities in your own life as well as, you know, in your community and, you know, in other areas of your life that are important to you. Now, since the whole pandemic happened, it's been obviously very tricky to go to networking events. But the cool thing is that we are blessed to have the internet, something that our parents did not have, our grandparents did not have. And so we can find a lot of online communities that also share our same perspective and it can also be extremely empowering. Um, And not just when it comes to business, like if you like doing other stuff, if you like dancing, if you know, if whatever lights your fire, just make sure to find a community of people who are on that same vibe because it's going to give you energy versus take away energy. And it's going to help you fall more into alignment with your purpose. So speaking of purpose, a lot of us at the beginning might find it hard to like even figure out what our purpose is. I know there's a lot of people that actually know what their calling is since they're literally children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but for the rest of us, right, um, we kind of figure it out as we go. Yeah. So what are some tips for people that are still kind of trying to figure that out? They know that they have certain passions. They know that they want to achieve greatness in life, but they really don't know what exactly their purpose is. Yeah, that's also something that comes a lot when I coach young women. So one of the first tips that I give is to try as many different things as possible to see what you like and what you don't like. Because if you haven't tried it, how would you know if this is something that speaks to you? So even if it's something you don't like, that's fine. I always say there's no good or bad experience. It's always learning experiences. Then the second thing is to map out all of the things that you're passionate about. So let's say, for example, myself last year, I was like, okay, I like youth and women empowerment. I like political participation. I like migration and refugee studies. I like so many different things. What am I good at? I'm good at public speaking. I'm good at 
policy work, this and that. So I mapped out everything I was passionate about and everything that I was good at, all of my skills, whether hard skills, soft skills whatsoever, to somehow figure out something that you can focus on. And then there's also this uh, method, it's called the Ikigai, which is a Japanese method that tells you it's your purpose in life. So find your mission, what the world needs, your passion, what you love, your profession, what you're good at, and your vocation, so what you can be paid for. And once you map out all of those different things, it's going to make your purpose. At first, I think for me, my purpose is definitely to help young women see their potential so that they can get in more leadership positions and eventually achieve gender equality. However, it's not from one day to the other that I can make it my full-time profession because uh, I, I'm, I, I just started six months ago. So it's a side hustle for now. But eventually, I want it to become my full-time um, profession. But in the meantime, I work for the UN in the migration and refugee field, which is something I'm extremely passionate about. And slowly, I'm making my progression because I, I also believe that we are all in this learning experience, learning journey, where we get to see what we love, what we don't love, and what we really want to commit uh, doing. At first, since high school, my dream was to work for the United Nations. Every single day since high school, I worked hard to make it possible. Then when I arrived to this point, I realized that it's not my purpose in life because I started coaching young women and I realized that that's was that was what was fulfilling. That was what was inspiring to me. That would bring meaning. And that, you know, I was like, okay, that's what I want to do, but I cannot do it right now. So don't be too hard on yourself. You're not supposed to figure it out, out right now. And maybe my purpose will change in a few years. I don't know. You, you, you can always readapt, you know, you can always realign. But the most important is just for you to live out of your passion because we all get stuck in the, you know, nine to five. I'm going to get married. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to do this, buy a house. You know, we get stuck in uh, what society has imposed on us for far too long. And we forget that there's no limitation, that we can do anything we want to do. Like if tomorrow I want to work from the internet, be a consultant or freelance uh, journalist whatsoever and travel the world, I can make it possible. Anything, like there's no limitation. That's what we have to realize. There are no limitations. So kick out all of the limiting beliefs. And when you do this exercise of mapping out everything you're passionate about, everything you're good at, what can bring you um, revenue, because unfortunately we do need money, like you cannot survive without it. Uh, what can bring a revenue, but also what you can bring to the world, because I strongly believe that we were all put on earth for a reason. And it's, you know, to help, to help with healing, to help people. And yeah, once you figure out all of that, just like work every day towards figuring out what you like the most, what you're the best at, and take it easy day by day. Mm, I like that a lot. So Jasmina, I see a lot of books behind you. And I know that you're a big bookworm, just like me, because I see your <laughs> post on Instagram all the time. So what are some of your favorite self development books? Uh, just give us a couple of your top ones. Yeah, so I think the 
very basic but changed my perspective on life is the four agreements by uh, Don Miguel. Wait, let mm -hmm. me check. I have yeah. I, it's Don Miguel, yes. I have it here. So this one, the four agreements by Don Miguel, it's amazing. And basically it tells you four rules to win in life and everything, be impeccable with your words, which is something I struggled a lot with. I would always say things that I didn't mean, but after reading this book, I started reflecting and making sure that whatever I would say, I meant it. Don't take anything personally. That's also something amazing that now, like I never take anything personally from anyone. I just like, don't care. Uh, don't make assumptions. That's also very good. You know, like we tend to think and torture ourselves too much about something that is not necessarily the truth or the reality. So never make assumptions and then always do your best. So this book, loved it. There's another one from the same author, The Mastery of Love, which is also amazing when it comes to love relationships with yourself, romantic, with your families, everything, basically. There is also The Power of Now, very good book and then one last one would be living in the light all of those books are written very in a very simple way so it's not at all complicated it feels like you're just like talking to a friend you know i love when books are written like that they talk about their personal experiences they share tips and it just like you learn and you reflect a lot on on life Through these books, I started reflecting on my childhood, my teenage years, my early 20s, all of those different experiences. And it kind of gave me answers to many things, but most importantly, to what I should be working on. So I highly recommend reading personal development books. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're definitely my favorite. I love nonfiction self-development books there yeah. oh. <laughs> I, i don't read fiction i only read nonfiction. <laughs> yeah um the only times i i do like fiction but definitely like 99 of the stuff that i read is nonfiction for sure but i'll throw in a little fiction here and there sometimes like at night because it helps me like drift away into dreamland <laughs> yeah but they're all all there are also some fiction books i usually read the fiction books that are philosophical and they have lessons within them so it almost feels that's like nonfiction, but there's a story like the alchemist for example yes um, yeah so that's that's a perfect example of a book that it's a story about a boy and and his journey through the desert but it tells some very clear um lessons it has yeah. some very clear lessons in the book that you can just digest it in a different way Love so that. Jasmina, we have reached the final question of the podcast. But before I ask the final question, where can we get connected with you? I want all these beautiful people that are listening to the podcast to make sure to get connected with you. So what is your Instagram handle, your website? Um, how can we reach out? So uh, my coaching Instagram is women empowerment coaching. Very easy. My personal Instagram is yasbens, Y-A-S-B-E-N-S. -E And my, my website is my full name. So Yasmina, Y-A-S-M-I-N-A, Ben Sliman, B-E-N-S-L-I-M-A-N-E. -E. I know it's hard <laughs> for most people, but yeah, .com, basically. Very easy. And then if yeah. you're 
interested into politics, you can check out Politics for Her with the four, the number four. And you can read a lot of articles uh, on issues related to feminism, politics, international law, and so many other top topics. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm actually going to link to all of those sites in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, po to this podcast, just make sure to check the show notes and click on the links, get connected with Jasmina and definitely reach out if you're interested yeah. in getting to know her. She's an amazing coach. And mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. I'm so happy to have had you on the podcast, Jasmina. So the final question mm -hmm. is, what does it mean to unleash your inner power? I love that question <laughs> because one of my, my, my coaching mission is to unleash your potential for women to unleash their potential. And it's just to realize how great you already are and everything you've accomplished in life and that you're capable of anything you can put your mind into. For me, it's just coming into realization and believing. So it's like a two-step process. Realize you're amazing and believe you can do anything you want. And then that's it. Yes. All right. So Jasmina, thank you once again for being on the podcast. Everybody make sure to reach out and get connected with her. And I will see everyone back here in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Inner Power Podcast. The show's over, but the growth continues. Visit coachbyandy.com slash gift for free tools and resources that will help you win in business and in life. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave us a five-star review and get connected on Instagram at Miss Andy Rivera. We'll see you back here in the next episode.